Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Bill, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jason. I'm I'm doing fine and uh, better than I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, we're uh, we're back again at your office, and you know we do this to uh, make sure that we're both staying safe. We've set up a little mobile studio here for you so that absolutely um, to keep you safe from going into our studios where we normally record. But Bill, you know where the the pandemic is uh, is just cruising along, I guess. <laughs> Well, no question about it. And and while I actually enjoy the benefit of your coming here to the office, quite frankly, uh, which makes it uh, very nice and convenient for me, uh, the whole point is we're here, we're distanced, we know we're in a, a protected environment here. Uh, so we're in our own little bubble, which is, is pretty nice. Um, but the fact is, is that we're all suffering from coronavirus fatigue. We're tired of this stuff, quite frankly. Uh, and the fact is that if, if we're listening to our doctors, which all of us should be, we, we need to recognize that we've got to appreciate uh, what, how much we have, what we've got, and to continue to be diligent about protecting ourselves and just as importantly protecting others um you know it's it's the fact of the matter is that um uh, we're not going to get we're we're probably halfway through this game if you want you know if you want to make the uh, analysis or comparing it to a football game we're just starting the third quarter, <laughs> and we're tired, uh, but the fact is we have to get our second wind and go out and keep playing the game the way we've been playing it uh, so that we keep folks safe. You know, uh, everything I have uh, learned is the fact that if we are lucky, there will be uh, a vaccine or two available or I should say approved uh, sometime towards the beginning of the year. It's so highly unlikely that anything will be approved before that. Uh, but even if we have a vaccine or two uh, or three or four that are approved early next year, that doesn't mean we can all rush down to our doctor and get the vaccine. You know, truthfully, it's going to take time for the vaccine to be distributed and produced. I mean, don't forget about that. It's got to be produced in mass volumes, and the entire world is going to be looking for it and competing for it. Uh, and so if, again, if we are lucky, uh, a, a good uh, vaccine will be available and distributed to most of us, hopefully by the end of the summer, next summer. <laughs> and, and, and of course, those of us who are older and more susceptible, <laughs> we might get it earlier, but we know that the, it'll first go to the folks uh, who work in the hospitals and emergency responders and police officers and firemen and those who are putting their lives at risk every day, and they should be the first to receive uh, vaccines, and we know that. Um, 
And I have to say uh, that my heart really goes out to, uh, I mean, uh, you know, not so much to those of us who are stuck at home, uh, but to the parents of school-aged children. Um, You know, the fact is they have more on them right now than anybody else by far. They're the ones who legitimately have fatigue, and they're the ones who have to keep themselves safe for the benefit of their families. They have to keep their children safe to the degree that they can. They, they not only have to get out and somehow produce income to eat, but they have to, um, to, to be a, a surrogate teacher. Uh, and, and you know, young children don't get that time back. They, you know, yeah. And you know, how many of us are actually trained as, as teachers? Uh, to I mean, we are all teachers to our children, but in terms of the academics, <laughs> that's a different story. And and the other fact is, we all know that our children are spreaders. Uh, You know, they go to uh, kindergarten, they go to school or whatever, and they're around other kids, and and there's no way to keep people apart completely. And in that kind of environment, they're the most likely carriers. And and hopefully they don't get sick, but they clearly uh, are outside of the protective bubble. And, And the fact is, is what does that mean? It means that grandmama can't take care of them because the children actually put grandmama at great risk. Uh, So it puts the parent in a situation where they don't have that family support mechanism that they normally have. It's just we all need to try to do what we can, but what we can do is very limited because everybody's in trouble. You you know, I I, I saw the death toll. It's already over 220,000 Americans have died of this uh, horrible disease. And that's way worse than everybody we lost in Vietnam. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this, this is heavy-duty uh, health crisis. And, and, you know, it's the kind of thing where none of us like it. We're all tired of it. Somehow we have to keep motivating ourselves to to keep doing what we need to do and i'm even wearing masks you know now um the fact is we wear masks not really to protect ourselves we do it to protect others and the most horrible thing about this disease is the fact that you can be a carrier without knowing it and hence the mask and the distancing and washing hands and, and all of those things that we're being told to do, we need to keep doing it. We need to be diligent. There's just no way around it. And even after the vaccine is available to us, we have to understand that we may not only need one vaccine, but we may need boosters. We, it may be a situation where we need a vaccine every year. We're, you know, there's so many unknowns. We're, we're still in a pretty scary environment, um, and we just need to keep at it. Yeah, I think back in March, we all thought by this point things would be back to, you know, quote unquote normal, but that's that's just not the case. And Bill, you're exactly right. We've got to continue to do our part and to make sure that we're uh, doing our best to keep ourselves and others safe. Bill, I know we want to get into some 
interesting well, topics here. Well, we need to get into some tax and and some asset protection and and veterans issues today. So <laughs> let's get to it. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break first before we do that, and then uh, uh, that way I can maximize the amount of time that you are able to educate us and to share uh, a couple of warnings that you have for our listening audience. So stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us. You can always find more about Bill online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can view all the services that Bill and WG Alexander and Associates provide. You can book an appointment to speak with Bill, and you can also register for these seminars coming up in November. Bill, uh, on the docket here, you've got uh, a couple of warnings for our listening audience. The, the first group of folks is not going to apply to very many uh, in the audience, but it's the kind of thing where it needs to be said and hopefully the information gets out. And that is for my very high net worth folks. And, and uh, the first question is, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. So uh, the and why it's important is the fact that uh, these folks, these families, these folks are actually uh, like in the coronavirus. They, they have a huge medical problem and they may not even know it. Uh, and they need to go immediately to their legal ICU. <laughs> so... High, the, the high net worth folks I'm talking about are those folks who already have an estate uh, in the 15 to 20 million dollars or more category. Uh, and they need to go to their ICU uh, when it comes. In other words, they have a huge emergency that they need to do something about immediately, not next month, not, you know. Um, not next year. And that's why I'm saying for them, it's a huge emergency. Now, what am I talking about? And why is it an emergency for these families? Well, here's the issue. Right now, the uh, estate tax exemption and the gift tax exemption is $11.58 million per person. And that's why most of us don't have any kind of estate tax problem at all because our estates are far, far less than that. But there are families who have very high wealth situations. And the issue is already written into the law is that that high exemption for estate and gift tax is going to drop to $5 million. So now the political question is, Will it drop January 1, 2026, or will it drop sooner? And the the uh, and this doesn't really matter whether it's Republican or Democrat. The fact is, as I have already stated in my civics lessons, that taxes are going to go up sooner than later. Oh, it's already written into the law that that uh, the exemptions come down, which means the taxes go up and. Uh, at the end of 2025. But the fact is that the circumstances are much different today than they were 
when the law was passed uh, several years ago. So here's the deal. It's possible that these, in fact, it might even be probable at this point that um, these exemptions are going to come down as early as next year. So what that means is the families that want to protect themselves from the change need to do some significant planning before the end of this year. Well, guess what? That gives you about two months. <laughs> okay, a little more than that. But uh, And it could ruin your holiday, quite frankly. But why is this important? What does this all mean? Well, first of all, it, it means that these families need to find a way to use their gift tax exemption, and that means basically making a significant gift into an irrevocable trust. And there are a lot of different ways to do that, uh, but the fact is is that it has to be timely. And it may be that families need to gift to one spouse or another in order to maximize their ability, and that needs to be done in the next week or two or three so that the finalization can be made before the end of the year. Now, how much will it cost you if you don't do it? Okay, so let's just assume you have a $20 million estate. Uh, and you're a senior, and you have children, and you want your estate to go to your children. Well, last year, if you died, no problem. It go to your children, no estate tax, good to go. Now, however, uh, the difference is that uh, if you have a $20 million estate and the exemption is reduced to $5 million, and that's already written into the law. It's just a matter of when. Um then you're losing, actually, you're losing $13 million of exemption. Now, if you have a $20 million estate, you're losing $10 million of, a, of exemption based on current fair market values. Well, what does that mean to you? Well, if you have to pay estate tax on $10 million that you wouldn't have had to pay if you had done the planning this year, that will mean that $10 million is taxable to your children. And nine months after you die, they will have to come up with a minimum of $4 million. Why? Because the estate tax rate today is 40%. Well, the truth is, is that another thing could happen, and that is that the rate could go up. Right now, it's the lowest it's ever been. And at one time, it was 55%. It would not surprise me if the rate went from 40% to 45 or 50%, or even as much as 55 But let's just say it's 50%. Well, instead of $4 million, then your kids will have to pay $5 million in cash to the IRS nine months after you die. So the bottom line is, if you want to save that 4 or $5 million, you better go see your legal ICU doctor, <laughs> your estate planning attorney, right away. Uh, I mean, that's just the bottom line of it. This this is a huge tax savings for those families. Now, I realize this doesn't apply to many of us, but it's a very important message uh, that uh, high net worth families need to understand. Because if they've been sitting back thinking all is well, we've got a plan in place, you probably don't. 
uh, and it's uh, it's your children who will suffer from not from your not having to plan or you're not planning. It's just so important. Now, I know the next thing I want to talk about are those well-to-do, what I call high middle class families. You may not need ICU. <laughs> you may, but at a minimum, you need to go see your estate planner because you probably will need to put some things in place that you did not need last year or the year before. But uh, the, there are so many things that you can do, and, but you have the time to do it. So I know we need to take a break, but uh, when we come back, I want to be talking to those families that um, may need to go to the hospital, may not, if you will, when it comes to le- their legal situation, because uh, we're talking huge tax savings here if the planning is done correctly. We will explore that in just a bit, but uh, if for those who may happen to be in that very high wealth category, that's why it's so important to have your documents reviewed as frequently as you can, you know, at least once a year. If it's been too long for you, get a hold of Bill. Schedule an appointment to see him. Go to WGALaw.com. There you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also call 919 Two five six seven thousand, and if you're not in that high wealth category, but you still want to have your legal documents reviewed, again, it's a wonderful opportunity to schedule an appointment with Bill WGALaw.com or call nine one nine two five six seven thousand. A quick break, and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. He's Bill Alexander, and we thank you for joining us this morning. Don't forget, you can always go to WGALaw.com to find more information about Bill. You can listen to his podcast, schedule an appointment, or register for his seminars coming up the second Wednesday in November. WGALaw.com. Bill, uh, you gave your warning, uh, emergency warning to the high wealth families, and now you want to get to the uh, the well-to-do folks, and this said. is uh, this uh, may very well be uh, uh, a good number of folks who listen to this show. Um, you, you know, back uh, when I was born, uh, if you were a family fortunate enough to have a million dollars of net worth, most people would have considered you rich. You know, now the, f- the fact is today. You wouldn't think that, quite frankly, because, um, you know, we talk about the millionaires next door. There are an awful lot of folks, quite frankly, who have a net worth of over a million dollars. Now, today, do I consider having a net worth of a million dollars rich? Well, you know, if if you were um, comparing it to most of the world— you know, obviously, anybody uh, who would be uh, even low middle class in this country would be rich. But in America, the answer would be, for most of us, no, that's not even close to being enough. Because my, my definition of, of rich today is someone who only works because they want to. 
not because they need to to support themselves or their family. And I think that's a pretty good definition. But you can't do that with a million or two in the bank. <laughs> you know, you'd run out of money. Is what if as long as you're living a middle class lifestyle, uh, you know, where you go on nice vacations and you do things for your children and you and you have a nice wedding and you send your kids to college and the like. The bottom line is, you would run out of money without working. <laughs> so. Uh, the bottom line is is that if if your net worth eventually goes up, then yeah, you could live on the income stream from your investments and things like that. But okay, so what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is those uh, if you're single and you know you're still working and you have an estate already in the neighborhood of four million dollars or so, you know you're doing well and you're growing your wealth and those kind of things then you need to see your legal doctor, if you will. Uh, you may not have to go to the hospital, <laughs> but, but the bottom line is you're going to need some advanced planning, some irrevocable trust put in place in order to uh, – uh, so your children can avoid uh, paying a state tax. Uh, and so, uh, obviously, the younger you are in terms of getting before your retirement age and things like that, the more important it is. So, um, because uh, now the the truth is is that that five million dollar mark might even be less than that. I I think the exemption is going to stay at around five million dollars whether it's done in, in the next year or two or whether it's uh, already written into the law, comes back to $5 million in, in uh, January 1, 2026. But I do believe it could go as low as $3.5 million uh, per person. And so that gives uh, some other families a little bit of pause where they may want to put some things in place. Now, for most folks, the traditional planning will work. But as your wealth grows, you need to add in advanced planning. And there's irrevocable trust that you can do for your spouse and your family. There are other trusts you can do. Uh, in other words, that can get your property out of your estate. There are other trusts that you can use that over a period of time, two, three, four, five years, can get property out of your estate. There are other irrevocable trusts that you can use to freeze the value of your current uh, business or real estate. Uh, and, it, and those methodologies of freezing are extremely important for folks who have property who anticipate that in the near future, the value of that property will skyrocket. If you can see significant appreciations the sooner than later, then freezing that value while the value is lower will save your family a tremendous amount of, of tax uh, dollars uh, in the future. So there are, uh, and there's asset, th these trusts are asset protected. You can uh, add um, generation skipping. Uh, you can make these asset irrevocable asset protection trusts dynasty trusts so that it lasts for generations 
um, through generation skipping exemptions. And I'm, I know I'm using words that most that are it's like a foreign language to most folks. I get that, but the point is there are methodologies to significantly help your families. Then they don't have to be complex that you don't understand and you don't do it because you don't understand it. There are uh, ways to do it that are, are I, I won't say that they're simple. They oftentimes require appraisals of your real estate, appraisals of your business. And actually, that can be another advantage because you can even get what's called discounts. It's not unusual that when you have property in a family partnership or a limited liability company that you can take the fair market value and discount it by 20, 25, even 30 percent at times, which allows you to do more in terms of the type of planning uh, that you can do. But the point I'm trying to make is that the families that are getting up there in wealth not only need to see their uh, estate planning, tax planning attorney uh, right away, but it's likely that they need uh, annual reviews uh, so that uh, they can not only stay up with where, where they are today and put in place what needs to be done, but that they can uh, uh, continue to monitor what's going on. Just like you you should be going to see your uh, doctor every year with an annual checkup. As your wealth goes up, those annual checkups uh, could be extraordinarily important. Because the truth is, if, <laughs> if, if some families knew what their estate tax liability might be, they would have a heart attack or a stroke. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. So yes, protect yourself, protect your family. Um, for those families, you really need good advice now. That's wonderful advice, as always, because we do need to make sure that everything is current and that uh, our plans are working the way that we intend them to do. If you want to schedule an appointment to have Bill review some of your legal documents, maybe you want to set up an estate plan, go to WGALaw.com. Get a hold of Bill. WGALaw.com. There you can also register for the seminars happening on November 11th. That's the second Wednesday of November. There you can register for Bill's seminar dealing with uh, long-term care assistance, VA benefits, Medicaid assistance, and you can also register for his asset protection and trust planning seminar, some of the topics that we were just talking about. It's free to register, free to attend. All you have to do is go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, and there you can register for free. And these are currently in the form of webinars, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home, WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I am Jason Kong, proud to be here with Bill Alexander. We've got a, a really interesting show because we've gone over a, a lot of warnings for folks who... Uh, need to make sure that their documents are in order and make sure that uh, they don't need to make a trip to the 
uh, legal estate planning ICU, Bill, I think, as you <laughs> described it. But, um, you know, the, you also have some planning parameters that apply to just about everyone, Bill. And this is why uh, your seminars that you provide are so valuable because they're free to attend. But you also have one that deals with asset protection and trust planning. And as we discussed in the last segment, you know, you have the ability to help so many people and customize things in a way that I don't think many people appreciate. Well, I appreciate your confidence. It's the, I think people do appreciate it. They just procrastinate and don't get it done. And that's, that's, uh, but I will say this, uh, for those, for those folks who have previously attended my asset protection seminar, uh, my focus in those seminars, uh, quite frankly, have been, to explain to folks how trusts work, uh, revocable trusts and irrevocable trusts, what gives you asset protection planning and the like. And uh, as I see it, some of these advanced pl- – and and as it relates to asset protection, my focus has uh, – once I've gotten through how people can do – revocable trust planning that give their children asset protection and their grandchildren asset protection, I've then shifted to what we call domestic and foreign asset protection trusts um, and how they work. Uh, Well, I will continue to do that, but what I plan to do is to add on to that trust scenario obviously i've got to modify it to keep it under two hours but (laughs) i want folks to also understand some of these advanced planning strategies that um relate uh, that can provide the asset protection and and it does and can also provide the generation skipping that is so important to protect our children's estates and grandchildren's estates and if you want to your great-grandchildren's estate that's what we call dynasty trust because they can last in north carolina forever if you have the the kind of money to do it um uh, but uh, i do want to add into my asset protection seminar some of these additional concepts that are so important um and they're the point is is that as the estate tax exemption and gift tax exemption is lowered these other advanced planning strategies with irrevocable trusts are in the future going to become more and more and more important to middle class families because it's it's just like anything else it's these tax strategies are going to reach down to those of us in the middle in your civics lessons for over the past few weeks, Bill, you've been warning us that uh, taxes are only going to go up and that that's, that's not that difficult to forecast. It's just a matter of when and making sure that you're ahead of the game and planning is so key to that to make sure that you're not paying more than you have to. Well, the, the other piece, too, is, is that there are some planning things that I think apply to everybody that we should, at least looking forward, uh, we should be thinking about as it relates to our own planning and some things we may want to put in place sooner rather than later. One of the things that's, that's really important is we can expect continued low interest rates. So what that means to some folks is refinance their mortgage. 
buy their home with a low interest rate. Okay, that's fine. But it's also a time where the federal rate is 0.4, four tenths of 1%. That's as low as we're ever going to see it. But what that means is, is that to the degree that you have a family loan of some type, you can reduce that rate. You can renegotiate those notes at a lower rate for the family. It's a time where some of some irrevocable trusts, such called GRATs, I mean, I'm going to say words that people don't understand, or uh, uh, charitable lead trusts, or because the interest rate is so low that it makes it more powerful, a more powerful tool to those families that want to use those type of trust. Uh, another thing, a lot of commercial real estate has actually gone down in value instead of up. Just think of of uh, shopping malls and the d- dynamics of that. Well, if you own a shopping mall, the likelihood is the value of that mall has gone down considerably in the last year or two because of the dynamics of electronic purchases and, and the things. Um, so those make an opportune time to transfer values into irrevocable trust and to use um, uh, the, those, these low valuations, particularly for high net worth families. Um, obviously, it's always a good time to be thinking about, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the things that we want to get done and just basic planning on what kind of plan we have, advanced directives, powers of attorney. You know, it's always a good time to review those. Um, but uh, just, um, you know, and obviously I've already uh, tried to cry out for those folks that have to worry about what the estate tax exemption and a gift tax exemption might go to as it affects their own liability for taxes uh, upon death. That's a huge planning uh, situation that needs uh, to be considered. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, business succession planning, uh, uh, you know, exit strategies, all of those things uh, come into play uh, as it relates to good planning. And so uh, just I would just say as a broad base, uh, the low interest rate, uh, and lower values. Now, that's not really true for residential values in most areas. I mean, Raleigh is, uh, you know, a hotbed. If you want to sell your house, it's definitely a seller's market, and you probably can get more than it's worth uh, today. So all of those factors, uh, but people also need to know that real estate markets go up and down. Sometimes it's a seller's market. Sometimes it's a buyer's market. And those folks who can should take advantage of the dynamics that are going on right now. It's an economic cycle. It always uh, fluctuates and comes back around. So things don't uh, stay the direction that they're going forever. So anticipating those things is an important part of planning, as we've discussed. So don't forget, you can always go to WGALaw.com if you want to get your plans in order or reviewed. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, WGALaw.com, or call 919-256-7000, 7,000. Bill, before we head over to a break, uh, I want to get in another piece here because before the show, we talked about a new benefit that may be available for a certain subset of veterans. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, that's another thing. I mean, I always do 
my first seminar when we do them each month is, is on long-term care benefits. And, of course, one of those benefits we like to talk about has to do with veterans, uh, a real passion for me uh, and because I love to help my veterans. And, you know, we talk about the pension benefit for war period veterans and their families. Uh, but there's also another benefit that's brand new that I want to talk about, which is expanding benefits significantly for caregivers from the VA. Now, this is not related to the pension program. It's actually um, tied to veterans who are war period but uh, have a disability, an an in-service connected disability. Uh, It's a little bit different, but that's what I want to talk about. Excellent. We will get to that in just a bit. Stick around. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And just before the break, we were mentioning uh, a benefit that applies to uh, some veterans out there and who are in a a caregiving situation, Bill. Well, exactly. And so this can get confusing to to folks. But, uh, you know, the pension benefit oftentimes is called the aid and attendance benefit. And that is for war period veterans and their families potentially and it's a it's like a long term care reimbursement program it's not a pension uh, but there is another benefit that has not been available to any families other than desert veterans um uh, before and has that program has now been expanded uh, and this is a program that helps veterans stay at home. Truthfully, it's cheaper for the VA to provide care for folks at home than, than it is, uh, you know, to send them to an institution or a facility, if you will. And so now, um, this. So what is this? This is basically, and I'll tell you the name of it, but you're going to forget that anyway. But it is for the family caregivers of eligible veterans and those veterans have to have suffered a serious injury during active duty uh, and their active duty must have taken place on or before May the 8th of 1975. So it clearly takes in Vietnam service. It actually may also take in Korean War veterans as well. That part I don't know for sure. I'll find out soon. But the fact is it clearly is for Vietnam veterans. And because it's talking about folks who were seriously injured on active duty, it basically means that these are for uh, veterans um, who are receiving or could receive uh, in-service connected disability. Uh, I'm not aware that it actually requires wartime service, but uh, it clearly benefits those folks who served in Vietnam because uh, there are an awful lot of our members of veterans who served in Vietnam who came back with serious uh, 
issues, uh, physical and emotional uh, issues as well. Uh, and so any veteran who is receiving an in-service connected disability payment might be eligible if they um, served in Vietnam or before. And, and so what is it? Well, the, the name of this program is the, the VA's Program of Comprehensive Assistance for Family Caregivers. Now, I know you're going to remember that. Uh, but the bottom line is that this is a payment uh, to family caregivers of veterans who fall into this category. Now, those caregivers could be a spouse. It could be a son, daughter, or extended family members. It could be a step family member. Uh, it uh, also could be even a non-family member if the non-family member actually lives with the veteran. So it gives an awful lot of, of um, flexibility in terms of taking care of a veteran at home. Uh, now, it, um, it, it must and it only applies to veterans uh, who um, suffered a serious injury that was caused or worsened by military service. And they must need at least six months of personal care services. In other words, help with the activities of daily living. Um, and so, but now it applies, and it never has applied before to those who were injured prior to May the 8th, 1975. And so we're talking Vietnam primarily. Uh, and of course, we also know that it took a long time for the government to acknowledge um, culpability for Agent Orange. And so there are an awful lot of veterans where there's a presumptive malady for Agent Orange if you actually served in country in Vietnam. It's likely if you have any of those maladies that uh, you could be eligible for this program. Now, this can pay a primary caregiver $2,800 a month uh, in benefits. Uh, so this is huge when it comes to being able to help people stay at home. $2,800 is more than a family can get on the pension program with aid and attendance. You know, so um, this is a huge program that can benefit, and it is paid to the caregiver. Now, and of course, the application has to be made jointly with the veteran who assigns who their primary caregiver is going to be. So it's a joint application with the veteran and the caregiver that the veteran wants to take care of them. So very, very important. New program, new benefits, and I always want folks to know that. Um, and of course, it, it can relate to the Agent Orange program because that applies to these same veterans. Um, and it may be that it can apply to you. I know helping veterans is a, a big passion project of yours, Bill, and that's why it is also a, a big featured aspect of your government assist, uh, long-term care assistance uh, seminar that you do. And you can register for that seminar coming up on November 11th. Just head on over to WGALaw.com, and there you click on the seminars button, and it's free to register, free to attend. You do it via Zoom. It's a wonderful way to get free information. Bill's got so much knowledge related to 
into this. Uh, you're not going to be able to find anything like this uh, for this value because it's free to register and free to attend. WGA Law. Dot com is the website to go to, or you can call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We are out of time for today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend. 